0: Welcome to another episode of the Pergametic Digest Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Parker. And today we have an amazing
1: guest, my good friend Lin- Lindsay.
0: How are you doing today, Lindsay? I'm doing amazing.
1: Excited to be here um, and excited to get into this interview.
0: I am so happy that we got to plan this sch- uh, schedule, this interview. I mean, <laughs> because you recently joined the Reach and Frequency program, which will tell everybody listening a little bit about. in a a few minutes there, but, um, and then you got a job after the program. And before that, you were in a different field outside of marketing. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, this episode is all about Lindsay's story, why she decided to join, why she even got interested in this crazy industry we work in that's called Programmatic, and then we'll get to learn more about her aspiration and her future. So without further ado, Lindsay, how about you give us a great introduction on yourself to those who don't know you
1: yet? Okay, so my name is Lindsay, as Ellen stated. I am a, I like to call myself a dynamic individual, so I do a lot of different things. Uh, first foremost, I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a philanthropist, and I am newly a programmatic ninja as well. I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia, um, and just very excited and enthusiastic about everything um, to come and everything that I've been learning and just being a part of the Reach and Frequency course. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. And so I usually ask this question at
0: the end of the interview, but I'm ask. Because I think that's what makes your beauty and more or your talent is the fact that you are a yoga, a yoga therapist and you own a studio. So talk to us about the, the studio.
1: Yes. So I'm at Vic Studio in Portsmouth, Virginia. I also have an office space in Chesapeake, Virginia right now and currently looking for an even larger space. So that's my goals, my uh, future goals and present goals as well. Um, But pretty much I um, organize and I bring in different yoga instructors and I allow them to share their gifts with the so one of my main goals is to offer, is to create a wellness center where I'll be able to employ different yoga instructors and give them opportunities to teach around the world, um, as well as opening up my own yoga school really, really soon. So those are kind of my goals right now. So right now, I'm just, like I said, starting off in the city of Portsmouth. is a beautiful experience. Um, I've got a chance to really grow my business there. And I'm definitely looking forward to just continuously expanding on that um, in the near future. So. That is so cool
0: because when I heard that, I was like, yo, this is so dope. Like what made you join the program?
1: Yeah. So I, like I said, I'm a very dynamic person. I'm a person that likes to do um, a couple of different things at one time as most women do, especially women of color. Um, So I love healing and not so much healing, but more so holding space for others to heal um, because we're all on the same journey together. Um, But I also really am interested in marketing and advertising and social media marketing more specifically as well. So I've always definitely had that interest. And of course, like with the world that we're living in right now is really smart to have multiple streams of income. So I kind of just wanted to expand my reach. And on top of that, programmatic is also beneficial to an entrepreneur as well, because you can kind of learn those inside skill sets that would help grow your company in the future or anyone else that you choose to um, partner with.
0: I love that. So for those who are not familiar, the reach and frequency course, it's a program that was uh, based on the course. So we created that to help people like Lindsay, people like myself, like 10 years ago when I just started to learn the ins and outs of programmatic media, because before that, nobody hears about programmatic media, but yet it holds like 85% of digital advertising spend in the US. That means between search, social, paid social, and programmatic, programmatic has the biggest pie, a share of the pie. So why should you consider that? Or why should you even pay attention to this trend? It's because it's taking over the world. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> because yeah. it offers a lot. Of <laughs> it offers a lot of targeting capabilities for your clients, but also for brands or, like Lindsay said, for herself, for small businesses. So the program teaches a person not only the fundamentals, but it teaches them the different targeting capabilities. It gives you hands-on experience in the DSP or technology we call the tree desk. And so it's a really cool program because when we created it, I thought about myself like. If I wasn't lucky enough to find that agency job back in 12 or 13, 2012 or 2013, probably would have been stuck in paid social. That's where I was, where I would have been, you know, hustling and somewhere in marketing. So I got hired by this agency who really trained me from the ground up. And that's how I grew with my experience is just with time, with, the, you know, managing campaigns, with conferences, meaning people growing your network. So the Reacher Frequency was created. It's an accelerated program of six to seven weeks and you go through that. And the ultimate goal is to, for the person to find a job in programmatic, whether I help them, I, I assist, I don't guarantee, but I assist, or they do one on their own, like Lindsay said. And Lin, Lindsay did. So um, talk to us about your experience in the reach and Frequency, the good, the bad, the ugly, the sexy. Like, I really want the listeners to, to have like the, the true perspective about like how you, how many you feel, like any wins, any challenges, anything else that we can improve, you know? So talk to us about like your experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I actually been following you for a while, Ellen. Um, I saw you on Facebook and Instagram. I saw you always talking about programmatic, like what's the new sexiest career, programmatic (laughs) advertising. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I have no idea what this is, but I was always watching Um, And then, like I said, just getting to the place in my life where I'm in my passion project. I love what I do. I actually um, quit my original corporate America job of 11 years to become an entrepreneur. But of course, like I said, it's a really smart move to be able to pivot, um, expand and just you know add to the pot why not so um, I decided to one day sign up for Ellen's programmatic course because it sounded really good I did, went to your um, interest your initial interest um, call and I just really liked your energy I like the way that you explained it and I'm definitely a person that's not afraid to try new things so I decided to go ahead and take a leap of faith and try out for the um or sorry a sign up for the reach of frequency course and so I had told a lot of my friends about it and they were like what's program was programmatic. So at first I was slightly intimidated just because I wasn't quite sure of it, of what programmatic meant. But as soon as I got into your course, um, your energy throughout (laughs) each module is so infectious. It keeps you engaged because, you know, sometimes learning something new, especially that we're intimidated by technology can feel intimidating, Mm -hmm. Um, but you made it feel very like feasible, like anyone can do it. And I do believe that anyone can do it. All you have to do is believe. Um, I like that you tailored each video within the modules to where it was not too long it was yeah. just enough to keep your attention I think we had one that was like 45 minutes but it was completely worth it and that definitely wasn't even that painful that
0: one too <laughs> I know it's the one about the DSP I was like yo yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> long one, and I you know it was two parts with the DSP one and this part two so it's yeah. longer but I was like yo it's just because we're talking about that technology and there's so much to say so I went really probably recorded that lesson probably three or four times because i was like it's too long it's too long i keep fluffing it just go straight it straight to it like stop because you're going to confuse Like, eh? even as me a professional sometimes i've listened to some of the experts in the field talking about technology needs this blah 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 and i'm like huh like why are you complicating this can you just like make it easy so actually everybody's on the same page that's another conversation though but <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one is, is,
0: a, is a long one. That's actually part of module two, where we cover uh, programmatic ecosystems. So you talk about everybody that's involved in the landscape, their role. And so that one is actually the longest module. And I think it's four hours. Every other module, every other chapter of the, the, the program is about two hours, I think. But yeah. that one is four
1: hours and a half. Ugh. It is. And I did I did hesitate at first before I entered into that 45-minute one. However, I want to report that it was fine. Um, like again, the way that you structure it, the words, the, um, the graphs and the pictures. And then I love that you have the QR codes within so that we can t- continue to learn or piggyback off of the information that you share within each module, which is super helpful. And also the way that I got viewed and picked up for a job. So very powerful tip there. Mm -hmm. ultimately it was really easy yeah Uh so what exactly is that tip so
0: tell tell the listener or the viewer, what exactly did you do? And then we'll get back into like the the program.
1: Absolutely. So that tip is um, one of our homeworks that we're supposed to be doing weekly is posting on LinkedIn, but Ellen makes it really easy by creating um, QR codes within the videos. And basically it takes you to different articles from different DSPs, SSPs, or different just people within the programmatic world. And they talk about different topics. And so just kind of keeping yourself relevant um, by posting about those topics on LinkedIn. It also helps, um, you know, potential employers find you easier, which again, which is what happened for me. That's how I was able to get picked up so quickly. Um, So just make sure you do your homework, make sure that you do post on LinkedIn and make sure you do utilize those QR codes that Ellen so graciously places within each of the modules and within the videos as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like, honestly, it's like the secret sauce. Like I hear a lot of even candidates that are not in in the program talk about how well, I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, if you're in a hiring process, or if you're looking for a job, or if you're looking for a promotion or another opportunity, like moving up the ladder, you should probably tap into LinkedIn. It's a free resource. It's a free tool. It's, you can leverage that to your advantage. And it's as easy as like, you gotta follow with the current company, connect with them and engage. You have to really really genuinely engage with them like comment and ask questions and then like you have to leverage that relationship and that's what you did like you literally sc- scanned the qr code you read the full article gave your two pieces about it and then the ceo of the company noticed it and some people might think about like oh she was at the right time at the right you know in the right place at the right time whatever but the place is linkedin okay <laughs> might oh, <laughs> the right place but the place is still linkedin yes and so I like, this is not sponsored by linkedin if linkedin is listening i'd love some help I, i'm a big fan of linkedin i found most of my digital advertising job via linkedin i want to say almost all of them almost all of them but yeah so you got to f- use this free tool and if you're spending two three hours which is what the social media stats are telling us if you're spending two hours scrolling, there's nothing wrong with that. Take 30 minutes and make sure that the scrolling happens on LinkedIn. But people, not people, but I think we don't do a good job, I think, at encouraging authenticity in any field. And yeah. so people get embarrassed or scared to actually put themselves out there. But the beauty is just that you got to put yourself out there. you got to take the first step. And your first posts were probably nerve-wracking, like really like, oh, I'm finna do this, this is it, I'm pressing, compared to like post number five, you're like, post, you know? And sometimes we notice errors, sometimes I notice grammar errors, and I'm like, it is what it is. There's a thousand people that saw this post already. I'm going to correct it, right? Because <laughs> I know better. But it is what it is. It's just who, you know, at the message is on there. So yeah. you got to you gotta leverage your the, the free tools you have.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that too. I was going to say definitely leverage the free tools. LinkedIn is key. Um, Ellen is not lying about that. Um, And also um, I was going to say something on on authenticity as well. So basically I would just read the um, articles. I'm genuinely interested in it. And then I would just try to find pieces that, you know, stick out to me. So I always make sure that I, you know, mention something that was either at the bottom of the article in the middle, just to make sure that it's clear that I've read it, I've understood it. Um, And I think that, Whomever you're referencing in the post or they will appreciate that as well.
0: Yeah. And like we think because they're an article or they're writing an article on Forbes magazine or like some big art, you know, some big magazine that, oh, they don't need the recognition. But no, like you have no idea how a thank you for posting this or like, hey, this was a great article can take the person far. Like I understand my mission. I understand what, why this program is created, but every time somebody comes to me and say like, it's nice to have a mentor that look like me, it's like a win for me because when I started, none of my, nobody in leadership looked like me, sounded like me, could relate to my uh, historical background. And it's a problem. It's still a problem nowadays. And you see it, like you'll go to conferences, you'll go to webinars, you'll go, you'll look on, on companies you know, website, and you'll see that it's predominantly men that are white. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, But ultimately, there is because there's so many more qualified or just as qualified, And so that's what I'm trying to break. So even though I know my mission is and I'm comfortable in the struggle and the growth, it, it's, it makes me happy when somebody says like, I'm glad you did this. So I share that to say when you're writing about those articles, like Lindsay is mentioning, is like, make sure you take the time to tell the person your thanks, or this is great, or this don't make sense, or let them know how you feel, which is okay. But tagging that person is how you'll get noticed. Because According to LinkedIn algorithm, I think the person that you tag gets noticed, but their connection can get noticed as well, uh, notice your your posts as well. So that's how you spread awareness about who you are, about what you're looking for. And if it's done consistently, then the algorithm is going to help as well, Um, which is what the program is about like you said like the homework is a consistent posting on linkedin like it's not the end of the world if you don't but if you're really committed dedicated and you're trying to get that job in the programmatic field then you're going to you're going to you know you're going to invest some time in in learning linkedin a little bit more but i will say um, it's not so much about hi did you know that at ellen parker consulting we now offer an accelerator program where we attract recruit, and train future marketers. And their training include a 6 weeks program where they cover programmatic landscape, um, industry, important industry trends, the differences between targeting placement and targeting mix and their best practices, including optimization and reporting hacks. Um, And they're able to set up, manage, and monitor a campaign, a demo campaign in the trade desk, everything including audience selection, inventory optimization, SPO, creative upload, brand safety, you name it. They're able to do it at the end of the six weeks program. So if you are part of the 90% of employers struggling to find a skilled candidate today and not willing to spend $14,900 on a bad hire, according to Zipia, give us a call let's discuss which one of our five to ten juniors available every month is the perfect fit for your team clients who have hired our juniors have shared that we were able to help them save one to two month onboarding with those juniors give us a call right now and let's discuss the solution with you you know finding a job it's about also like growing your network i have so many contacts that reach out to me do you know this person do you know this person do you need this person But I've had the time to create some type of like, you know, relationship over the years. And I've used LinkedIn for it. So it's not only about your job or the next person's job. It's about once you get into that position, you already met somebody that works for the data provider, that works for this SSP. You can reach out to them. And that's how you grow even as like an expert, because now you've gone above and beyond to really grow your network and learn from your network. So that's another positive thing, too, about leveraging linkedin
1: definitely 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 i mean even with um my post like sometimes the person will share it on their page if they really appreciated what you did and that's definitely expanding your network so just a really important tool all around
0: yeah i actually forgot to ask this question at the beginning but i usually ask all the guests on the podcast how they would define programmatic media or programmatic advertising to a five-year-old so can you give us your five-year-old programmatic advertising definition (laughs)
1: Sure. Let me try. Okay. So I usually say, okay, to a five-year-old, normally to someone I would say it's just automated marketing. So it's just marketing on automation. So it's running an ad continuously and monitoring it. To a five-year-old, I would say when you look on TV or you look on the internet and you see different ads and commercials for like your favorite toys, like a programmatic person or a ninja could be someone that makes sure that that website or that that commercial stays on the TV every time you come on there. So you can tell your mom and dad what you want for Christmas. Or when you go on the internet and you're looking up your Christmas list, like, yeah, the advertisement that you see, I pretty much make sure that they stay there and that they're visible so that you can know um, what toys you want or things you're looking for. I, that's
0: a good one. Um, and some of the five-year-olds, I always say they're smart. It's real smart. I mean, we were smart, too, but they real smart, too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much for making the time. And um, we'll, we'll ask this last question, right? What can improve, first of all, in the program? What do you think you should? Like, now that you've taken in and then you're working, you just started uh, your your successful career in programmatic, how can we make it even better?
1: Um, I would say... You've done a pretty good job streamlining everything. I would say maybe just having more assignments as far as like DSP practice goes like a little bit earlier on or at least somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because you do a really amazing job mapping everything out, but it would be nice just to have like, you know, it's always good to have as much practice. No, no you right. mm-hmm. yeah. um, But mainly I would say that would yeah. be
0: that's a great recommendation. I think I I agree because even in the current cohort and the winter cohort, like I've received some, I noticed like towards the end, like, ah, I wish I had more time with them to show them inside of the DSP. So that makes a lot of sense. And the more they're inside of DSP, you're absolutely right. The more familiar they are, but like, it's all about confidence. I feel like there are a lot of people that get hired anywhere in any field, that lack that initial confidence. And we think because we just found this job, we need to give it all and don't practice healthy boundaries and just go do all this stuff. But when with a little bit of confidence, every single person working should understand that you're exchanging values as much as your time with a company. So, as much as you're working with them, the company should give something back to you, which is that experience. So the confidence can come easily when the platform is, I understand this, I can do it in my sleep, right? You don't have to work years to learn at least the initial basic how to set up a campaign, how to pull a report. But that's a great feedback. Thank you for for sharing that. I'll ask you this last
1: question, right? Before we go into our closing segment, why should anybody join the program? I think that anybody should join the program first and foremost, because anyone can do it. Um, So it's not closed off to any one particular group of people. I think that is possible for all people. So that's what I think is really beautiful about this field. Um, And like Ellen said, all it really takes is a little bit of confidence and willpower. And you can definitely do it. We have a community. So it's a very, it feels like a very safe space. I know That's very Yogi of me, but it does feel like a safe space because, you know, sometimes in a work world, like you don't feel like you have anyone to go to or you you feel like you're nervous, you don't know who to ask questions. So I love that you can always contact Ellen or the programmatic community and for uh, for assistance and just help with anything that you need. Um, Also, the program, again, is very straightforward. It is really nice seeing somebody that looks like me leading the way. So that's really encouraging. But most importantly, if if you're just curious, if you want to try something new, if you're an entrepreneur, if you do need to pivot in your career, if you do need to add some more income, um, I feel like this is just, a phenomenal option to try. Um, of course, you know, it's going to take practice, but it's definitely not impossible. Um, and again, it's available to anyone. So that's why I feel like you should sign up for the reach and frequency course um, specifically.
0: That's dope. Well, if you're interested, all of the links you need to know in the show description. If you even want to connect with Lindsay on LinkedIn, her information will be in the show notes as well or in the YouTube description of the video. Okay, Lindsay, let's have some fun. I'd love for you to share a fun fact about yourself. So we know you're a yoga therapist. What would be another fun fact that you can share with us?
1: Um, what would be a fun fact? Well, I'm double jointed, but I'm sure that's not really surprising since I do yoga. Um, I'm a twin. Double jointed. <laughs> like my joints go far beyond what they should. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I swear I was about to text my husband, like, what the fuck is double (laughs) choice? Like, things go in awkward directions. Things (laughs) go in awkward directions. And, um, but it it feels good to me because, you know, I've always been a kid. I thought it mattered. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but, but you don't need to be flexible to be in yoga. Just always remember that as well. Oh, I'm a twin, but he's a boy. No way. Yeah. That's so really cool. I'm and we were born on two twenty two, and so last oh, cool. year we went all two Torres, so that was exciting. Yeah.
0: Oh, did you do anything special?
1: Did I do anything special? It's I don't know why I don't remember. This is how this is how you know how busy I am. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I just went to dinner. I really cannot remember because I'm just literally on the go all the time. But I I feel like it was good. I feel like it was great. <laughs> um uh, what
0: is like leave us with some wisdom right and like how do you find time to recenter what okay what are some of the things you do maybe on a daily basis weekly monthly, you name it to really recenter yourself and practice healthy boundaries what that means for you so that anyone listening in a situation where yo they're working 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 they're not seeing the end of the tunnel or if they are it's a train right there's a light at the end of the tunnel it's a train How can we leave them with like some encouragement or wisdom here? Like the world is your oyster. Leave us with whatever's on your heart right now.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I feel like first and foremost, the most important thing is um, self-realization. So you always want to have awareness within yourself so that you can know what you need and what you don't need. It's really important to check in with yourself and say, like, what do I need? You know, how do I feel today? A really good way to find that peace within yourself because we're always moving and always having to show up for somebody is simply number one, starting off with just breathing. Like sitting down. Like imagine before you're nervous or you do anything big, what do you do? You usually take a deep breath. So same concept. You want to inhale you want to hold the breath and then you want to take a as long as you can dragging the exhale out because it just signals your nervous system to relax the next thing you want to do is this these things don't cost anything because of course I can say get your nails and do that do that too but <laughs> um, you can check, check in with your body so as you're breathing you can say okay like where do I need like where where am I, where's my body calling out to me and then you just you, I would I would definitely recommend yoga you know I love yoga I ride for yoga hard um, and it doesn't mean that you have to do do anything crazy you can hold one pose and just hold space for yourself in that way and again continue breathing checking in with yourself and then something I really love as of late um well two things I love reading so always expanding your mind gives you confidence because you gain new knowledge and techniques and just insight to um the world around you and it helps you navigate where you want to go and how you want to get there um, and then last but not least I love sound therapy. So I have been really into um, sound bowls. So they're like crystallized sound bowls. So I have these big 14-inch sound bowls. I have seven of them. And I just play them. And each one correlates to like a different emotion in our body. That's really
0: cool. Send us some, uh, send me some links so I can add in the job description.
1: So if wants to
0: find out more things about soundboarding, they know. Um, That's so good. I think the biggest thing I'm hearing is that you just gotta spend some time with yourself by yourself.
1: Yes. And
0: exactly. really discover yourself. And mm-hmm. sometimes when we hear that, we hear like, "Oh, whatever, I don't have time." But but like, I don't care if it's like two minutes in the bathroom by yourself in the morning at night, whatever. In the closet, in your car. The whole point is understanding what you need and what you want, and going for that. But, like, definitely spending some time with ourselves. And last year, my theme was discovery, and I spent a lot of time just, like, on this being uncomfortable, like, why am I feeling this way? And this year, my theme is master. I would have never been able to master anything that I'm about to do in 2023 if I didn't spend enough time understanding that this is your strength, this is your power, and that even though some people have said it wasn't in the past, it actually is, and it's a superpower. So, Thank you so much for bringing so much peace and wisdom. You can already tell if you're listening, you're a hiring manager or you're whatever, like holler at Lindsay. Like you can even see like, I don't know if y'all feel peaceful, but I feel really peaceful right now. (laughs) You can't imagine what that value can add to like a team, especially if we know programmatic can be hectic during launch, during activation season, during Q4, which we just passed. So like, it's not only about focusing on, how well can a strategy been, can be created and how fast? But the other end of this is like, what are some transferable skill sets that you can bring into this field? And Lindsay brought like a thousand things, creativity, wisdom, um, experience. Ten years in corporation teaches you a lot about yourself and what you don't want, but also what you need and what you're good at. So... It's always about that. So if you're hiring a manager and listen to this interview, this is what your actionable ad, uh, insight should be. Like if they don't have that technical skill set that is a must, what else can they bring and add into your culture? Because it's not a culture fit, it's a culture add. And that's what Daniel Leslie said. I didn't create that, that term. I love her. That's why I need to, to shout, shout her out. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for dropping by. It was an absolute pleasure. We wish you nothing
1: but good luck. And this is not the last time you hear from Lindsay. She'll be back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.